welcome to the CGM Podcast, our special episode 100. Yay! Debatably. Yay! Come on, Wayne, get excited. Woo. <laughs> That's as excited as Wayne yeah, gets. Really oh, yeah. So today we have no What You've Been Playing. We're going to do our top one to five games of the past generation, depending on how much we can remember, because we're all old folks sitting at this table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but first we're going to do just a little bit of news. And the one news story we wanted to bring up was Project Morpheus. VR. VR. Yeah, the blue pill and the red pill. More helmets. Yeah. Finally. Have, have you been paying attention to this, Phil? Did no. you actually hear this news? No. Okay, no. Um, yeah, so at um, the Game Developers Conference, um, actually just a couple of days ago, uh, Sony finally came out and showed off a VR headset. And they're like, okay, you know, it's like it's not a rumor. We're actually doing this. I figured as much. Yeah, they don't have uh, an official name for it. Right now they're just referring to it as Project Morpheus. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, they, they've actually been demoing the unit. You know, it's like people are lining up at GDC and they're trying it out. Right. Now, is um, it its own uh, separate thing or does it work in coordination with it the It works console? with the PS4. Gotcha. Um, it works with the PS4. You will require the um, PSI camera. Mm-hmm. And as an optional interface, you'll either use the DualShock 4 or the um, PlayStation Move controllers from the PS3. Very either one cool. of those things will work. So I'm in. Yeah. What were they showing off for? Uh, they showed off a bunch of... Indiv- okay, uh... They had some interesting things. Um, they, they actually showed off a first-person version of God of War. Intriguing. Yep. So, um, you know, it's like you look down and it's like, wow, I've got Kratos's pecs. This is amazing. <laughs> and then, you know, you ran around and, you know, So you can't see up. your feet. Huh? Yeah. Yes, you can see Kratos's feet and pecs. Or, no, I guess with Kratos, with Kratos pecs, are, pe- his pecs are so massive you couldn't see the feet. Yeah, with his pecs you wouldn't be able to see yeah. his feet at all. So, yeah, they, so strong. Yeah, they, they showed off a bit of that. They also apparently have a VR version of Thief working. That makes more sense. Um, and uh, they also got uh, the um, the Oculus Rift game, CCP's Valkyrie, which is just a Starfighter right, right, simulation. Right, right. They had a version of that up and running. Awesome. Yeah, plus a couple of other things. One thing called The Deep, where mm-hmm. you are in a shark cage that is being dropped into the ocean. Oh, that sounds awesome. And then a great white attacks, and people were flipping out. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so, and then another one just called The Castle, where you're like, you know, swinging swords and um, maces around, and then a dragon attacks and eats you. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm all in for that. I mean, I figured when Oculus Rift was getting well, better and better, it, was only, yeah. it only made sense for the consoles. Well, actually, and, and they actually, Sony actually kind of thanked Oculus. Like, they gave them homage that they put their feet out there first, and so mm-hmm. yeah. they paved the way for Sony to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing about all of this is that, you know, it's like I had a suspicion that this was going to play out, and yeah. the early reports seemed to suggest that my theory is true, yeah. is that, you know, it's like I figured Sony's had decades of, you know, it's like engineering and ergonomic, you know, design experience. Mm-hmm. So the physical build of their headset is probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. And that's exactly what people have been saying, is that they've worked it out so that basically it's... um almost like a, a, an elaborate ring that sits at the top of your head yeah. and that takes all of the weight yeah. and then the goggles sit on it's top like of that but because of the weight distribution yeah, yeah. you don't actually feel the weight of the goggles on your nose at all you know, it's nice. like your head is equally carrying all of it so you don't feel like with Oculus before you put it on and immediately your instinct is kind of like tilt forward because mm-hmm. the weight of the thing just wants to pull your head down you, you don't get that, that with Project so Morpheus yeah, uh, so. but I mean out of War was a really, really odd choice. That would have been like near the bottom of the list of games. I mean, the, these, these were all just demos. I mean, yeah, it's like you know, none, none of this was like we're and promising that this is going to be coming out. And so. it's a Sony property, yeah. so they yeah. can show that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's like you know, and this hasn't been confirmed, but the scuttlebutt around GDC, they were mm. talking to like you know people here and there, and the rumors flying around right now are they are shooting for a price point of two forty nine to two ninety nine. 
which yeah. is very reasonable. Yeah. That is with a camera bundled. They're right, working right, under right. the assumption oh, that. Oh, right, 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 right. So, presumably, there's going to be a bundle that does not have the camera mm-hmm. because a lot of people already have it for their PS4, so yeah, that will yeah. probably be even cheaper. Not me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I so, appreciate so that. So, you'll, you'll, you'll probably need to buy that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Great. Good for so that. So, yeah, $249 or $299, you know, depending with the bundle, which is like, it's still kind of pricey, but for the people that really, really want it, it's yeah. not out of reach. Yeah. You know, yeah. versus the thing is, like, when you think about it, it's virtual reality. That doesn't seem yeah. pricey for that kind of thing yeah, at exactly. all. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's VR. Yeah, so. Oculus Rift is way more than that, isn't yeah. it? Well, I mean, because with. Okay, right now, the um, which was also announced at GDC, mm-hmm. the latest build of the Oculus Rift dev kit is now available for pre-order. Mm-hmm. They're not actually going to be shipping them out until July, mm-hmm. but for that, that's three fifty. Yeah, there you for go for the current dev kit. Yeah. So there you go, and God willing, uh, they'll make a lawnmower man game for one yeah. of them. Mm. But um, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. But I mean, it's like you know, even without that, it's like you know, Oculus Rift is more expensive because yeah. you know, if you're going to get that for your PC, yeah. you're probably going to have to shell out for a new graphics card, mm-hmm. which is not going to be cheap because mm-hmm. that graphics card is going to have to be able to output, you know, two independent points of view simultaneously yeah. to either eyepiece, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're going to need a powerful graphics card for that. You know, it's like the, you know, so people aren't going to be playing this on laptops anytime soon. Yeah, like you're gonna yeah be, I'm not yeah. not even going to be touching it then. Yeah. You're yeah. going to need a powerful rig for that. Yeah. So. No, I'm all in, especially if they start if they do horror games for it because those Oculus Rift scare videos are hilarious. Horror and game. I've been making noises like that while playing Outlast. Yeah. <laughs> so if that were on a helmet around my head, no, horror horror games on VR are, are are going to be really stressful. Can't like, wait. Really, really, really stressful. So can't yeah. wait. They should release a diaper. Yeah. Or a special. <laughs> so, no. so that's that's a digital diaper. VR is happening. It. It. Yeah, it's probably going to be 2015. I'm, so, yeah. I'm not sure as excited be, as you guys. I'm sure they'll be showing stuff well. off. At, uh, what a friggin' shock. I'm sure they'll be showing stuff off at uh, E3. They probably will, yeah. yeah. But yeah, for now, Sony has come out and said, do not expect this in 2014. Not going to happen. Mm. So fine. people were like, so I will 20, wait another year. Yeah, 2015, that's maybe? Fine. They're like, we're not saying. But it's not happening in 2014. Well, well that's even, smart. We've yeah. barely even yeah. gotten games for the new console. Exactly. I'm fine with yeah. playing a, a year of I mean, regular that, games before I that, buy my new system. That yeah. is one of the big theories behind why um, people believe that you know Drive Club was kind of just you know sort of taken off um, the list yeah. is because they're probably working you know Save VR, VR VR tech yeah, into yeah, it because yeah, yeah. You know, it's like yeah a driving game in VR is perfect. Because you get sense, yeah. you get to sit and just yeah. tilt your head around mm-hmm. just like in a car. Nobody's going to be like you know getting up and jumping around so mm-hmm. so yeah you know drive club would be a perfect candidate as a ps4 game that also mm-hmm. uses vr mm-hmm. so yeah we'll probably see that cool i will happily wait i am excited mm-hmm. that's very very exciting call me again whenever a few of them whenever it's come out and we've seen how it plays out in like the actual cons- the actual con- commercial release of it mm-hmm. valkyrie you just you just need to play valkyrie on the oculus rift mm-hmm. and you'll see how it works mm-hmm. mm, i'm gonna be skeptical until valkyrie i see it. is pretty cool it's like a connect on your face no, it's not. I don't want to connect on my like, face. Connect is so involved; it's just even better than that. Like if you can get used to connect in the consumer market. See, but you no, can get the used nice part—the nice part about you know—it's like Oculus Rift and um, Project Morpheus is that it doesn't care whether you're black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because unfortunately, Connect is generation one of Connect. It had a problem with people with darker skin. That's right. So, you know, but yeah, Oculus Rift and Project Morpheus—they don't care whether you're black or not. It'll work. Finally. So yeah. Finally. Oh. Uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad but true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I'm sorry, but you know, it's like it's out there. It, Technological it's, racism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't build it. Can't get mad at me. Yeah, exactly. And, and so. it'll work for you because you know you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got that you know pale pallor, so mm-hmm. it's like it's That's okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil. I've mm-hmm. heard you've been watching something cute yes. and green, and yes. goes yay. 
Mm. Yes, I watched the. Actually, the you Muppet should let movie. you should let Wayne introduce you. Like, yeah. Oh, because you hate. Gave you the voice. Hi, oh, it is Kermit the Frog here with a review of the Muppet Show movie Yay. with Phil. Yes, I saw okay. uh, Muppets Most Wanted, and it was. Was it Most Wanted? It was great. It was really great. I mean, um, I of course really love the Muppets, as I hope everyone does. But you're so cynical. I, well, the Muppets have a little bit of a little taste of cynicism in them yeah, as well. True. That's um, true. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Um, and they probably helped teach me cynicism. Now that <laughs> it's I think true, about growing it. up. Yeah, between them and the Simpsons, I figured it out. But anyway, um, yeah, it's so. Uh, it's the same team that did the the reboot, um, minus Jason Siegel, which is not really a terrible thing. And um, it starts off the second after the first one ended um, with amusing body doubles for Jason Siegel and Amy Adams since they weren't there. And it opens with a song about how sequels are terrible and it's a mistake to make a sequel, um, <laughs> which was fantastic. And the tone continued from there. Um, <clears throat> it's not as warm and fuzzy as the last movie was, which is a little bit unfortunate, but um, they sort of went for a... Uh, which, which really, like, the only one that was really like that was the Muppet movie. They were basically just trying to remake the Muppet movie. This one's more along the lines of, like, the great Muppet caper. Goofy adventure. Um, they decide, after their popular show in Los Angeles, to tour, tour Europe. Um, they hire Ricky Gervais, who plays Dominic Bad Guy, uh, to uh, manage their tour. He's friends with the most deadly frog on the planet named Constantine, who looks exactly like Kermit, except for a mole on his face. And they switch uh, switch things around by painting over his mole and putting a mole on Kermit's face. Kermit ends up in a Russian gulag uh, run by Tina Fey. And uh, Ricky Gervais and the evil Russian frog lead the Muppets on a tour across Europe where they perform live shows as a cover for stealing from uh, museums and banks. Uh, so it's a, go- a strange little movie, but it is, is incredibly hilarious. Um, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, what else can I say? Um, it was... Um, and the team that did it, I really like. It's sort of... Uh, it's the Fly of the Concords team, Jane Bauman, who directed them, and then obviously um, the... Uh, Brett McKenzie wrote all the songs um, they're just amusing as before this one it has a sillier heightened cartoon tone mm-hmm. um, basically all the Muppets are just sort of engaging in sketches with various celebrity cameos but it's a lot of fun it has a really great strong sense of itself flies by and uh, yeah if you're a fan of the, Mupp- and the Muppets like, this is a really great time because these are honestly uh, quite possibly the two best Muppets movies that are well, that, the way you describe it, it sounds very similar to, like, the Muppet Show, the original. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sketch would comedy with yes. exactly. celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has, it, the yeah. tone is pretty well identical to the original Muppet Show, which is wonderful. Oh, and, yeah, the only thing I would say about it is that, well, obviously kids will love it because it's the Muppets. It almost feels more geared to people who grow up on the Muppets and the Muppets. Like, there the are jokes kids? where, like, the Swedish chef is starring in a version of The Seventh Seal by Igmar Bergman. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Is it great. in black and white? You know it. Oh, yeah. man, okay. Subtitled and everything. And he's speaking Swedish chef, Swedish you know as opposed you know to... Re- oh, brilliant. Yeah. So that is all, brilliant. Definitely. So there's all sorts of gags like that. And even just having Tina Fey and Ricky Gervais, like, those are... Yeah. Kids don't know who they that's are. That's true, yeah. That's, that's what the um, Muppet Show is like. It always seemed like they always snuck stuff in there for the adults. Totally. They, but they did have... watch it together. Yeah, they did have Luke Skywalker, show. C-3PO, and R2-D2 right, on the Muppet Show. Oh, yeah. Not Mark Hamill. They had yeah. Luke Skywalker on there. That's <laughs> very true. Yeah. And that's what this is. It's sort of geared, um, sort of, like early Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's for children, actually for adults. And, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. I really hope that they keep this band together and make at least one more. Um, because, like I said, I don't think it's quite as strong as the first one. Uh, for multiple reasons. Number one, um, it's not as emotional. Number two, it doesn't have the same shock of the new. 
and uh, but uh, yeah, it's just a great, great time all around. And yeah, if you enjoy the Muppets, and who doesn't see it immediately? Yeah. Some people do. Even I enjoy the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow, I know who to thank it. Actually, I remember I promised Alex two minutes to talk about a piece of news in which I totally forgot about Alex, so go. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Uh, was that the Castlevania news? No, it was no. something merging with something for Kickstarter. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, well, uh, Pil- Obsidian Entertainment it, had finished their Kickstarter with Pillars of Eternity. And what has happened now is they have partnered with Paradox Entertainment, who brought us things like Europa Universalis and uh, distributed a couple other games. Warlock Master of the Arcane is the one I always remember. And they've they've partnered with it in order to aid with the distribution of uh, Pillars of Eternity. Now, this is kind of a big concerning deal for some people because the whole point of the whole Kickstarter process and the whole point of kickstarting Pillars of Eternity was that Obsidian would have full creative, would have full control and be doing this whole thing on their own. So people, fans are a bit concerned about that. But um, Obsidian has has commented and said that uh, Paradox is only going to be, is not going to be exerting any creative control. They're not going to be acting as a publisher. They're going to be acting solely in the, in for marketing and uh, distribution. So... And Paradox uh, f- has said, for its credit, that it's willing to it's willing to let them have hands off, and it's says all this stuff like we love like we we love developers to have their own control and whatnot. So it is kind of an interesting thing to see that even with the Kickstarter, which normally when you have a Kickstarter game, people want to do everything themselves. Mm-hmm. They do the Kickstarter specifically to avoid having any other sort of affiliation or whatnot. And it's interesting to see how they're actually doing this. From what I can gather from what they've said and what they're doing, and they're doing it specifically so they don't have to pay for distrib- – they don't have to deal with the distribution themselves. That They can focus entirely financially and uh, creatively on Pillars of Eternity itself. So It's understandable to some extent. But it's, I mean, it's Paradox will handle all the marketing money, yeah. which is and good for them. It's just an interesting bit of news for everybody who kickstarted because you know, Pillars of Eternity being the spiritual successor to a lot of games like Baldur's Gate and whatnot, mm-hmm. people are – tiny bit uh, interested in that I, for reasons that are obvious. Did you kickstart it? Um, no, I did not. Oh. I kickstarted uh, Tides of Numenera. Right. The, uh, the other, the uh, Planescape Torment spiritual successor. I didn't know about Project Eternity until uh, after the kickstarter was done. I actually didn't know about it until late last year. Okay, because like, yeah, sometimes 30 days you don't learn until it's too late. Yeah, and uh, oftentimes you can donate money afterwards through other means, but it's still... You want to be there at the beginning of the Kickstarter. You want to be ensured that you're part of the uh, the process. You can have your say put in if you have a say. You don't have to have one, but, you know, it's nice to actually say, hey, I play this game. I don't like what you're doing with this. Or I like what you're doing with this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's heartening to know that they're saying that this is not going to actually influence uh, the release, but I can see why people are concerned about it, and I just thought it was an interesting bit of news to uh, include. Well, thank you, Alex. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on it and let us know what happens. I will. When it comes out, if people are upset or not. Mm-hmm. All right, so since this is our 100th episode, we will not be doing... We will not be doing what you've been playing. You can tune in next week to hear about Dark Souls from Alex and Metal Gear and Infamous The Witch and, and 100 Nights. And and I'll probably still be playing Dark Souls then, too. Probably. And a billion other titles that Wade has been playing yeah. in the last two weeks. All right, so we'll start off with... 
So instead, it's like, you know, what have you been playing the it's, entire generation? And yes, you like? Yeah. I guess, what are your favorites? Yeah, what are your fa- you. what, and favorite? We're, yeah, we're not talking about what the industry thinks was the favorite or what got praised from everybody else. Is what we liked. Mm-hmm. Our favorites. Even if no one else liked them and we liked them, mm-hmm. they still count. Yes. Phil. That's right. Uh, I'm Okay, well, how are we going to do this? Are we each going to go, like, one at a time, five to one? Well, we each take a turn or we each our own? Because my feeling is just we're going to have doubles. Okay, well, well, we're going to have true. doubles, yeah. Well, if, if someone has doubles and someone okay, speak up. Okay, I'll start off. I'll do my fifth first. Before I list my list, though, because I, this was a very difficult decision for me to make. Okay. I have some addendums before I start getting into this. Some honorary mentions, yes. maybe? Well, first off, I decided immediately to rule out anything came out with the last 12 months. Because I, if I put on either Grand Theft Auto Five or Last of Us and I put both on, it felt stupid to have two we that, that just came out. And we just right? talked about yeah. had the debate on that. So I, I kicked those out. Also, the South Park game I loved enough that I probably would have put on as well, but I also ditched that. So I ditched that. And, awesome. also, and also, I didn't put fighting games on because I didn't find them as, like, um, just because if I were to, like, add up my time of games played, fighting games would probably be my top five, but I don't consider them as deep, so I just want to give honorable mention to, uh, yeah, Tatsunoko versus Capcom and oh, okay. Capcom 3 Tatsunoko. and, uh, and, and uh, Injustice and Mortal Kombat because I played way too much time on those, and those were blasts. Duly noted. So that's that. So... My number five um, of my top five. I wanted to put some Wii titles on because I knew no one else would. Mm. You are probably right about that. You're you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, Yeah, but I did feel that there were some wonderful games for the Wii. So my fifth one is uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Okay, Um, Super Mario Galaxy 2, yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. It was truly amazing. The Super Mario Galaxy design was remarkable, even though it didn't have the horsepower of the other systems. Mm What they did with perspective, what with, they did with yeah. gravity, it was I mean, gorgeous. With, with good game design, you don't need exactly. amazing horsepower. Exactly, know, and so. it was, and the design was always supposed to be simplistic, Miyamoto. And cartoony. So it's Miyamoto. That's exactly. all you need to say. It was Miyamoto. For, for what so. it would be, and yeah. It- okay, so um, unfortunately, we had a little technical snafu. So whatever I was about to say in response to Wayne, even though it was incredibly insightful and the best thing anyone said on the podcast, unfortunately, is gone, and I have no idea what the memory is. So I'll just say. Uh, I mean, we we were just talking about how with you know good game design, you don't need amazing horsepower, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like the Wii, like Super Mario yeah, Galaxy like Super Mario Two, which Galaxy I just II. discussed, yeah. which was one of my favorite games so of the last generation, my fifth favorite, you might even say. Yeah. Um, and now for uh, so yeah, that was yeah that was my fifth favorite, um, just pure fun classic gaming stuff, I've, but done in a new. Fancy pants, new way. I feel guilty. I didn't play it. You didn't play it. Did you play, play the first it. one? I did. Amazing, right? Yeah. So it was like that, <laughs> except it uh, eliminated the kind of irritating hub world and uh, just added more good times. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I could have picked either one. I love both, okay. but I picked the second one because it was probably just a little bit more entertaining. But anywho, that's it for me, Alex. What was your? Uh, what's at the bottom of your top list? Well, I didn't do it in order because okay. I don't. Want to, I don't want to rate them. He between. loves them all equally. Okay, Phil. well, what's your first? Like my f- okay. The, yes. the first one I will mention is Skyrim. Okay. And I like Skyrim a lot because I liked how the open world mm-hmm. uh, played out and how the way the the way they handled the plotting of each of the different uh, quests and whatnot let you build your own sort of individual narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, like I ended up uh, just playing it and just picking whatever choices felt right for the character I was playing and ended up becoming this baby-eating, baby-eating, gauger-worshipping, vampiric psychopath. Good times. Uh, makes me wonder what you do in your spare time if you're making choices that turn your character into that. Well, 
obviously not that kind of stuff if I'm doing it know, in a video man. game. Can, can you guys see Alex running some sort of cult? Mm-hmm. I can. Yeah. And yet you're not interested in VR. This is what I don't get. Since <laughs> VR would make experiences like that even more intense, and yet you're like, nope. It mentally damaged wanna. him. Well, I'm not convinced PR, uh, VR is actually going to work. That's my VR thing. VR eat a baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. be good times. I have to admit, I didn't play Skyrim. Um, I thought it. I thought it sounded wonderful. I just, um, I knew, I knew that that would be it. It is a black life. hole of your yeah, life. Exactly. That will yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, three hundred some hours. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And uh, I just didn't do it. And it also didn't strike me as being the type of the game that I could just sort of, uh, you know, pick up randomly and play a little bit of and get a sense of what nope. I was missing you out on. No, it's 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 like GTA or any of those other big games. It's like you got to commit, exactly. and when you do, you are sucked in. Exactly. And plus, That's I only had a PS3 to game on it. Okay. And yeah, that was the worst. Not yeah. the version to play. To play. Yeah. Don't play the console Skyrim. version. I, was, I docked my review of Skyrim because I wasn't able to finish it just yeah. due to the massive number of technical glitches that you know just plagued me. No, and that's an important thing. With the, if you're reviewing it on the PS3, it has to be a functional game on that. Yeah. And it wasn't. Like it was not. No, and the, I played the PC version. Mm-hmm. I was lucky in that regard. But uh, I, I like I did like uh, a lot of the elements of it. I liked uh, how they handled sort of the Elder Scrolls formula of games. I've always loved Elder Scrolls games, mm-hmm. and they've always been buggy. Mm-hmm. They've always been crazy buggy. But this game, I really enjoyed. It made you feel more supernaturally powerful than almost than most of the other ones. The shouting thing makes you makes you feel like you're some sort of otherworldly god king who's eventually going to conquer the empire, which is what I kind of wanted to actually happen. And they made fun of that in the South Park game. Yeah. Oh, is that what that was? Dovahkiin, the Dragonborn. That was all Skyrim references and stuff. That's funny because I did hear an interview with Trey Parker saying that it was because of Skyrim he decided to go with the turn-based RPG. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Fun. But no, it was. I really enjoyed it as a game. It took a gigantic amount of time mm. uh, to play, and I loved most every minute of it. Good times, good times. Wayne, what was your? What's your first? Um, well, I, I guess if we're doing it from like you know, if you have a bottom up, go for it. If not, um, just go with. What no, okay, your I, I, yeah, I, I guess I've got them like you know ranked, so okay. to speak. So it's like my my least favorite one on my list. I'm actually cheating. You guys said mm-hmm. like you know five games. I think I've got like a total of seven, but I can actually cheat it and reduce that well, to three. I have okay. like okay ten essentially because so, five are honorable mentions. So my my, okay. my first one at the bottom of my, my list will actually be um, Dragon Age Origins, okay. which um, like you know it's like it's I'm I like RPGs, I like plots, I like good characterization. Um, Bioware delivered all of that in a way that Japanese RPGs have been just letting me down mm-hmm. consistently oh, yeah. over the course of the last generation. It's like, I thought Square was going to save me, they were going to give me great stories, and instead they kind of just vomited all over themselves with Final Fantasy. <laughs> but Bioware, you know, it's like, yeah, Bioware just came, and they were like, oh my god, you know, it's like, I actually care what these people are saying, as opposed to Final Fantasy, where it was like, would you people just shut up and actually say something that makes sense for once? It, it really makes you feel like you're building this big army to take out this god yeah. monster. No, I mean, it's like, yeah, the and, amazing thing about Dragon Age is that it, in some respects, is so cliche. It's just like, you know, there's a dragon out there somewhere, and it's a big badass, and you've got to gather an army to fight it. That's the basic premise of Dragon Age. And it's not even uh, that revolutionary as a game structure. It's the Bioware RPG structure, the hub worlds and whatnot. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it follows the classic Bioware structure of we'll let you randomly go off wherever you want for like three or four missions, and then for like the last couple, we'll funnel you into a controlled story. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like even though they followed that standard structure, it's like you didn't care because the characters were so well written, and, you know, it's like they, they just did so many things that, you know, got you attached to them, and... I know that for a lot of girls out there, it's like Alistair in particular was like, you know, it's like so many girls just fell in love with Alistair. And I was like, 
I, I don't understand what you know he's the big attraction is with him. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, I don't understand what the attraction with, is with him. You know, and they were like, it's like, shut up, you don't understand. It's like, you know, it's like he's handsome, but he doesn't know it, and he's you know really insecure around women, and he's going to be the king of this country. Uh-huh. He's an adorable goofball. Yeah, uh-huh. he is an adorable goofball. He makes like you him. laugh. He's good looking, yeah. and he has power. Yes, he hides his emotional Bastard. vulnerability around you know it's like bad jokes and all that sort of yeah. thing. But you know, it's like really when you corner him, he's just like, I, I, I like this girl, but I really don't know how to tell her. And I guess all the women out there were just like, oh, that's so sweet. The relationship between so. him and the female uh, and the female lead is one of the most one of the cutest things I've seen in a game. Yeah. And uh, I will I, I'll mention one thing because it was actually going to be my uh, next pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really I played it like seven or eight times because there's just so much variation with the characters you start as. Mm-hmm. And sadly, you didn't get that as much in the next game, yeah. uh, because they tried to do a more experimental thing where you're one guy, and it's uh, and you're supposed to be your time your time period over like ten years, and you're influencing everything, and it didn't really play out for various reasons. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I really liked about the game is that you know how most games when they say that you know you can make decisions, mm-hmm. they make it fairly binary with this is the good yeah. holy decision and this is the evil Hitler decision, mm-hmm. and yeah, Dragon Age doesn't have any of that. Like, you know, one great example is one of the interesting things about the game is that everybody is terrified of mages and people that use magic because mm-hmm. they're basically like walking nukes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so people are like, that's a lot of power that's concentrated in that. So people are extremely mistrustful of mages. Mm-hmm. And um, mages are basically under lock and key. They're, they're almost like, you know, guys who are allowed to wander around and do magic when the government needs them to. But, you know, uh, you know at other points in time they're basically wandering around with the equivalent of a shotgun mm-hmm. just basically just wired to their head you know people are just ready to drop them at a moment's notice so yeah. there are certain sequences in the game where you know it's like you can you know help a mage or not and the way that they explained it in the world with how mages go crazy and kill families and all you can understand why people would be terrified of them mm-hmm. uh, and so you can choose to help the guy or you can choose to let them go and that really depends on whether or not you feel that you know mages are loose cannons that should be under lock and key or whether or not some of them actually deserve a chance at freedom and maybe we should just let this guy go and we'll just turn a blind mm-hmm. eye and you know let him go off and do what he needs to do and the game doesn't penalize you for that or you know congratulate you on it it doesn't say you made the good decision or you made the evil decision it was just like okay you sympathize with mages so you made the sympathetic decision mm-hmm. although some say that that's a good or a bad choice sometimes it blows up in your face though sometimes it does it it feels more organic about that it doesn't feel like it's penalizing you just for the for the morality of the choice it feels like this is just the situation that you have i mean sometimes you will decide i'll i'll Mm -hmm. help the mage because you know i think that mages all deserve a fair shot and then that guy ends up being a jerk anyway and totally betrays you too and you're like well Okay, I guess I shouldn't have done that. But cool, sounds you know, complex. Yeah, it is. It is no. complex. But you know, they I, took I the, really like they put effort into it, yeah. and it showed in how how the execution went about. Yeah. So cool. it's like I didn't play it as many times as Alex did. I think I only played it like three or four times compared to his seven or eight. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I played that game multiple times, which is something I rarely do with this generation of games because I usually have to move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I repeatedly came back to that one. So very cool. Very okay, cool. And Mel, what was your? I didn't rank them in order. That's fine. So I'll just go with my wee pick. I guess I'm the only one that thought you were supposed to. You didn't have to. Okay. You can love all your children equally. All right. Yeah. Uh, I picked Elibits. Did you ever play that game on the Wii? What? It's it's a Wii game. I it's remember Wii hearing about Elibits. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on this I one. I remember yeah, hearing about this game. Yeah, I, I was actually kind of interested in Elibits, yeah. You play as a kid and uh, your power goes out and they're little alien things or Elibits are mm. really small and you have a vacuum in which you can suck them up. Wow. Oh. That sounds fun. Was that a 
download or a, no? It's a full uh, disc, disc retail. Yeah. yeah, it was just it's the first Wii game I actually. It's one of the first ones I got, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I played through, and I just remember loving it. Yeah, yeah. You can play with two people, and you have to fight for the screen because it's not split screen and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, yeah, you just wander through. First, you wander through a room and mm. collecting elevates, mm. and you wander through your house collecting elevates, and then you wander through the town collecting mm. elevates. You just suck them up with a Wiimote. Very cool. It's it's Neat. impossible to describe other than it was just cute and fun and very 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 colorful. Wish I'd played that, but I did not. You still have time. That's true. I you can, can still time. play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the point. Wii U is Wii compatible. This right? is yeah. very, very true. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I still have my Wii, for that matter. All right, okay. And it has the disc. Yeah. We should meet in the middle. Yeah, and just make that happen. We can exchange games. I can borrow Shattered Memories. Yeah, because that was, spoiler alert, my next choice. Um, but before, we're just going to comment on Brendan's choice, which uh, his Diablo. next choice is Diablo 3. Um, um, yeah, yeah. as a big choices. surprise. Yeah. From that point on, 4 through 1 will also be Diablo. But we'll check in to see if you change. <laughs> well, no, uh, it, you know, it's like, yeah, his, his top five are like, you know, Act 4 of yeah. Diablo 3, Act right. 3 of Diablo 3, Act 2 right. of Diablo 3, Act 1 of Diablo 3, right. and then the latest one, Act 5 with Reaper of Souls from Diablo 3. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. The most important okay. thing is number five is Diablo 3. Yeah. So my, so moving on to number fours. Uh, my, my second choice is, uh, as Mel just gave away, Sorry. thanks a lot, Mel, no, it's fine, it was a good transition, <laughs> um, is uh, Silent Hill Shatter- Shattered Memories, which was uh, easily my favorite horror game of the last generation, and one of the best games I think that was on the Wii, even though I don't know if it had that much it. competition in the last generation. Yeah, horror was kind of yeah. suffering. Yeah, it was, it was unfortunately yeah. a bad generation for that, but uh, no, it Siren was... Siren Blood Curse on the PS3, though. It's true. That is a scary game. Yeah, I'll so. have to check that That was the remake of the... No. Original, cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, no, Silent Hill's Memories was your standard uh, Silent Hill setup, the only difference being that um, no. the sort of evil ghost world was all ice-based and there were no weapons. So anytime it went to that mode, if you saw a monster, you had to run as fast as you could. Run like the wind. Run away. Exactly. So it worked as well as a Silent Hill game, which is a, a franchise I'm very fond of. But Did then you jump? I did. I did some jumping. Right, um, but what I really like was it had a good, because um, it was designed for the Wii, um, it had a good uh, flashlight dynamic for when you were walking yeah, around. Yeah, I, I can see how that would work Which really well, uh, worked so. really well for the controls yeah. and also worked really well for the visuals in that it sort of, there was a controlled space that was uh, operating in full visual capacity. Everything else was sort of dark, and then that helped make it be a much prettier game than most on that system. Okay. Um, beyond that, uh, what I really loved is that there was a lot of, there was a sort of wraparound plot where you're sort of telling the entire story to a psychiatrist afterwards and being given various tests and asked different questions and the way you answer those questions um, affects how the game turns out in a way that messes with your head. Um, like I, there were certain things like, for example, they, there were a lot of sort of vaguely sexual questions and if oh, you were, right, yeah, if okay, you were prudish in your this. answers yeah. then the monsters would become more phallic and sexualized, which was really weird. Um, <laughs> there was like, if you answered positively to like sort of uh, claustrophobia things, then the levels in which they were cla- claustrophobic got more intense and longer. There was a great one where you're in a car crash, where a car crashes, you're inside the car, and you have to sort of take down the open the window by manually moving the remote to move mm-hmm. the window, and then try to swim your way out with your hands. It was a great use of motion without ever feeling gimmicky, just making it more immersive. And it was a really, really frightening game, a really wonderful game, and one that. You know, it was a bummer it came out on the Wii because I remember when it came out, it was very hard to find, and then no one, it wasn't successful, and no one really because it wasn't Wii Sports, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was for an adult audience, and by that by the time it had come out, it was pretty well only kids that were, and and Mel and myself who were still playing the Wii, and uh, yeah, so it kind of got ignored. But I really, really recommend uh, seeking it out because uh, it's 
it's one of the best Silent Hill games, one of the best just horror games that I've well, played. I just one thing I want to ask about that is like mm-hmm. the main reason I avoided it is because I found the idea that you know when the monsters are going to be around because mm-hmm. everything turns to ice, so there's no real tension in places between that. No, I Was, wouldn't say that. It's the okay. same setup as uh, the regular Silent Hill games where um, there would be the sort of industrial mode where there are more monsters, and the regular mode, it wasn't that you w- you wouldn't be attacked, but it was still sort of laid out like a uh, haunted house or something, so there were a lot of jump yeah. scares. It was very atmospheric, yeah. and also you were constantly on edge okay. as to when the ice thing was going to happen. Okay. So I, I even found, I, as I found with most Silent Hill games, I actually tend to enjoy those sections as much, if not more, because they're so, they can be so atmospheric and oppressive that it can be even more creepy than the actual dealing with monsters. But So yeah, I wouldn't worry about that at all. That was actually a lot of my favorite stuff okay. came out of those sequences. Well, that answers my question on that concern. So yeah, good. of course. So what's your next well, pick? Uh, he, Phil already did Dragon Age Origins. Wayne, Wayne you're yeah. Phil. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, man, I can't even remember people's names now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, well, so your Dragon so Age Origins. Was, that was, was that was already one that was done. So I'll just skip to my next one, which is Dark Souls Two. Right. And I'm going to say just finished, which I just finished, and I'm going to avoid talking too much yeah, about so it because I'll, what you say because you got to save that for. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I will so. say that the main reason I think it's such a great game just just as a summary and why I pick it and not the first Dark Souls is. Dark Souls 2 keeps its its difficulty consistent. Mm-hmm. You can't power through it like you could with the first game where you could just pump your sorcery up to max and just slaughter everything. And I'm, then... I'm sure, though, given enough time, people will find a way to break mm-hmm. the game. I mean, it's still early days yet, but, you know. Yeah, but uh, th- but the thing is is that if I can do it, mm-hmm. I mean, I did it in Dark Souls in Dark Souls 1, and I am bad at optimization. Mm-hmm. But in uh, Dark Souls 2, every boss was challenging regardless of what you were playing as... And it kept that consistent challenge. And there was a few other reasons that I won't go into too much detail because I want to talk about next week. But uh, I'll just say very quickly, um, I I, I praised the minimalist story in the first one, and it's just as good, if not better, in the second one. Cool. All right, and that's uh, pretty much what I have to say about that for now. Right on. I should have more on that next week. What's your... Okay, my, my next one was one of the cheats. It's actually three games, but I'm going to encapsulate it into Cheater. one. Cheater! Yeah, so it's like, no, the Mass, Effect, okay. the Mass Effect series. Yeah. I mentioned yeah. five fighting games yeah. as one off the list, yeah. so, so you're yeah. doing okay. So, yeah. so mine is like the entire Mass Effect series, because gotcha. it's like when you take that as a whole, you know, it's like even though the ending of Mass Effect 3 was a little bit disappointing, when you take the entire series as a whole, it's just like, you know, one of the most consistently high-quality series that was sitting around and the story was completely amazing and the graphics were just you know nuts for that generation but you know more importantly for me i'm a big science fiction nerd Mm -hmm. you know i'm very much into escapism and mass effect was you know finally a way for me to feel like i was wandering around personally in this fully realized future with like you know aliens that had their own developed cultures and you know it's like this rowdy crew on the ship that you actually befriended and then you know it's like when people died and stuff like that i was actually getting genuinely upset Mm -hmm. and so you know it's like you know that when you get attached to a character and something bad happens to them and you actually feel that you know something special is probably happening with that game Mm -hmm. and you know it's like that that was the thing with that game there there was stuff that was constantly going on which you know, actually sort of made you stop and think like you know do, do I really want to do this or you know stuff where you would be forced into these confrontations that you just didn't see coming but mm-hmm. you would think oh, okay so with the particular characterization and the politics of the situation I really should have seen that I was going to be forced to make a really difficult choice at this point and then you do it and you kind of regret it and yeah. if you regret it a lot then you might actually force yourself to go back and start the game all over just so that you can make the right choices and avoid that situation. But I I really, really like the fact that um, Mass Effect 
managed to borrow a few familiar elements from other science fiction things like you know Star Trek and Babylon 5 and all that uh-huh. but it managed to do enough that it felt like its own world without you know it's like you know unlike most fantasy games where they always just feel like a Tolkien ripoff yeah. but um, Mass Effect did not feel like a Star Trek ripoff or a Star Wars ripoff or anything like that uh-huh. it felt like its own thing yeah. even though there was a little bit of everything in there to make it feel familiar to you yeah. know, fans mm-hmm. of those shows so now, now cool. I had a I had a big concern with that series of games mm-hmm. because I only played the first two, but especially in the first one, there's this big dead space of of content where it's just not worth. There's not even worth doing, where it's incredibly boring, where you're going to each different little planet and you're doing all. The oh, you're stuff. talking about the driving stuff, or you're exploring with the driving stuff, or just the side missions where mm-hmm. all the levels are very repetitive. Yeah. And it just there was a huge chunk of the game uh, between the start and the end, which were the good parts, mm-hmm. that I just found was unbelievably boring. Yeah, see, I mean, it, it really depends on your mentality because my own um, play style is that I'm very much an explorer type, and I like actually just you know going and seeing how much a game has to offer in terms of real estate. Mm-hmm. So I actually just got on that rover thing and I went to all of the planets just to see what was there, and you know occasionally found some surprising oh. hidden stuff. So I didn't actually mind that. Much well, myself, see, but, so am I in terms yeah. of it. I, I like to. I end up liking to explore. That's part of the reason I like the Dark Souls, Dark Souls too so much. Mm-hmm. But the problem I had is that what you have to explore is so samey mm-hmm. and kind of pointless that it just feel it just feels a bit yeah. like a slog. And that was my problem. Which is why they turned it into like planet scanning in you know Mass Effect Two. Yeah, it's like they removed that exploration content you know almost entirely, which made mm-hmm. me kind of sad because you know I well, didn't like it. But. I had issues with the second game just because the whole mm-hmm. plot felt kind of pointless. But yeah, just. Wait. Did you actually play the first one on the Xbox? Yes, I did. Wow. Yeah, I because you know it's like everybody was saying that you know it's like if you are an RPG fan then you have to play Mass Effect. Did you have an Xbox before this? Um, or did you buy it no, simply I, to play? I, no, I actually like borrowed it off of okay. somebody and like, played mm-hmm. it on that. But you know it's like cool. yeah, it was it was one of those things. I played it originally on the Xbox, um, and if the rumors are true and they're you're going to repackage the whole thing and put it out on the PS4. At 1080p, 60 frames per second, I'll just buy the, I'll buy the trilogy again and I'll play it again because you know, yeah, it was. Uh, it's, good, it's huh? it is the great science fiction epic of the last generation. You know, it's like if you like sci-fi and you like it intelligent, mm. you know, as well yeah. as your action, then that is the game to play. Cool. You know, and yeah, and the characterization yeah. is just really, really strong. Mm. So yeah, the writing is not up. The writing characterization is not up for debate. Yeah, mm. like even I agree on that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so cool. very cool, Mel. All right, I'm gonna take another game that probably no one else will pick, but it's Little Little Big Planet. Oh yeah, see, Little Big Planet is a worthy edition. It is. It's like I haven't even played it, and it's worthy edition. It's there's there's not really a story. It's just the game is so. Well, that's the thing. People make their own stories. Yeah, it will just. Have you if you've ever played Little Big Planet with actually four people, it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's not a friendship breaking game. Have you ever just spent hours going through all the user created levels and see what they put out there? That's amazing. You could just spend hundreds of hours going through user created levels. Yeah, they were playing a Jaws level. Yeah, some of them are just some people were like making movies with that thing. It was just it was. Yeah, you can get you can get a first person shooter out of yeah. some of them. It's it's crazy what they could do. I guess it's Little Big Planet one and two because yeah. they were both pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it's uh, it's cute as all hell. Yeah, definitely. But it mm-hmm. appeals so to everybody. Cute. Yeah, merchandise. That's true. I do have some merchandise. It was a big merchandise game. It was a huge merchandise game. And you get really attached to your sack boy because that's yeah. you. Yep. You get to dress him up the way you want, mm-hmm. and you get to, he's just all you. Mm-hmm. 
Unless you wanted to be Wolverine, and then you can make Wolverine. Yeah, then just yeah. go and buy that. Exactly. Because it was available for sale. Thank you, Sony. It just yeah. seems so, so different. Microtransactions. Right? It did yeah. seem a lot different than any other game that had come out so far. Because yeah. Just because of the until, generous you know, user. Yeah. Until shows. now with Project Spark, yeah. where yeah. You know, Microsoft is trying to trump everybody with, like, make your own RPG. Yeah, so. yeah it's going to be interesting. To and see it was also, it like, before platformers had yeah. come back, too. So yeah. even that was novel. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it had yeah. the, the 3D space in it. Yep. The, the side scrolling, yeah. but yet 3D, yeah, 3D space. I mean, yeah, yeah, little little big planet did a lot of innovative game. stuff. Yeah, yeah that did sell. Cool. I think mm-hmm. I think that sold some playstations. Yeah, yeah for sure. That was great. That was great. All right. So Brennan's second choice is also Diablo. Uh, yeah, yeah, Diablo. Yeah. And uh, my third. So moving on, the third choice was um, moving out of the Wii at long last. Um, was <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Batman uh, Arkham Asylum. Um, yeah. which, Welcome to the PS3. Yep. Yeah, which was one that got me to yeah, it was was along with my uh, next game that I'll talk about uh, after <laughs> when, when, after we get through the next round uh, was the game that finally made me buy a PlayStation and not just be a, a Wii. Was, was it because you saw somebody else playing it on their yeah. system? Okay. Yeah, and well, and uh, no, it wasn't even that. It was just I just happened to be in Future Shop the day oh. that it had launched, and I oh. they had a like stand set up. Okay, and I went it was it was on it the kiosk. Like, you saw oh Batman. <laughs> Was, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, like it was. I like I hadn't even played really anything from the generation outside that. So even just the graphics were incredible. But but just the attention to detail, how Kevin Conroy, yeah, Kevin yeah. Conroy, yeah. the entire like pretty well the entire voice Mark Hamill. the animated yeah. series, which is probably my favorite of all the Batman's. And uh, and then of course uh, Paul Dini wrote it, so yeah. even how it even it felt Batman appropriate. All the references were there and they were spot on the story was loosely inspired by uh, Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum which was really funny to see he even had like the sequence where you have to kill Killer Croc mm-hmm. um, yeah. much like out of that which was a really fun geek guys thing but more important more than anything else it actually they came up with a design that was simple and practical but made you feel like Batman that's that's it. Actual they actually, yeah. they actually yeah. nailed what it was yeah. like to feel like Batman yeah. as opposed to you're just a guy in a cape and a side scroll yeah. brawler For sure. punching yeah. guys. The first so. time that mm-hmm. I swooped down and uh, attached a grappling hook to someone's leg and, and then them. strung them up, mm-hmm. uh, it's just oh, amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget yeah. it. And then when the crowd starts to react, it's like, "What happened? Where is he?" He's like, oh, "I don't I know." know. It's, yeah, yeah. And they're just was, yeah. screaming, and you're yeah. fl- you're flying and around on gargoyles. Yeah. Yeah. you're on the gargoyle, and you're thinking, "I am the knight." For sure, this is amazing. You really are. For sure, yeah, it was amazing, and then. Also, just very clever storytelling and design. Like, um, I, I really, really love the moment. Like, all the scarecrow levels where it turned into a horror section. I love that moment where you, there were two body bags, one, one for each of your parents. Oh, the yeah. Third one. yeah. Yeah, that um, was great. That was yeah. really creepy yeah. and, and very Batman. And then mm-hmm. also, I just really, really love that moment where it made it seem as though the system screwed up and crashed mm-hmm. and then reset with a new menu that had been uh, vandalized by the Joker. That it actually worked on me, it tricked me, and uh, that was one of my favorite moments of all. Of all the games that I played, it's as simple as that. So yeah, that was my uh, number three, and I adore it. And uh, I can't wait to drive the Batmobile around on the new one, oh, right, hopefully yeah. sooner as opposed, yeah. as opposed to later. I just hope it works. It will. Okay. It will. I have insider information. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's anyway, all we're going to say about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're not naming insiders. Yeah, not naming names, um, but I've heard that it is excellent. But anywho... Um, I Alex, your guess next it's, choice? Yep, coming to me. Uh, Shadowrun Returns and its uh, expansion, Dragonfall. Gotcha. And uh, the reason for that is is it's probably the only instance I've seen, the or rather the best instance I've ever seen of mm-hmm. an immersive story told entirely with text. Mm-hmm. Because there's no voice acting. It was a Kickstarter uh, thing done by Harebrained Schemes, founded by Jordan Wiseman, the guy who originally made the Shadowrun pen and paper game. Mm-hmm. 
and so the authenticity is there. Yeah, the authenticity is there, and uh, because there's no vo- because it was done all with Kickstarter, they got like 1.8 million out of the 400,000 they wanted to make, they wanted to get. Uh, but still, that's not going to be a lot for voice acting, as we learned with Broken Age. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, still not. Well, gonna I mean, if you're going to be hiring Frodo, then mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. If you're hiring Elijah Wood, that's mm-hmm. how much are you paying him for that? But yeah. uh, but no, they told the entire thing with text, and it has this film noir uh, tone to it that is conveyed entirely with the text and like a few movements on the screen that is handled very well. They do a really good job of making you feel like you're in this cyberpunk. This cyberpunk universe uh, where magic and supernatural elements sit alongside of hackers and the Matrix kind of things mm-hmm. and corporate uh, oversight and you got dragons running corporations and it just overall takes the silly takes the inherent silliness of the concept of Shadowrun and makes it work as both serious and not serious at the same time mm-hmm. and it makes you it makes you feel like it makes you feel like your character you created is a person in this universe who's struggling to get by and take jobs and whatnot and Dragonfall especially managed to uh, have such an expansiveness of choice that I was actually floored like I could every skill I had was applicable outside of combat I once even my favorite example was uh, using aura sight having a mage's uh, ability to see auras to use to see what buttons on a keypad have been touched the most so I could puzzle out what the uh, key code is and just guess it myself. Just thought, you know, it's a, it's a good touch because you, you, see, you don't see that. In, you see in a lot of games where you'll have all these skills that are good for combat, but in the non-dialogue stuff, you'll have like one or two skills like charisma or for persuade or force persuade in the KOTOR games or whatnot. And to actually see them have narrative applications as opposed to just combat applications is a really good thing to see. It's necess- I think it's necessary for RPGs, and I think this game is a benchmark for that. Cool. And I think absolutely it deserves uh, its place up there, even though it, uh, even though it might not be considered one of the big blockbuster games. Right on. Yeah. Right on. And Wayne, what was your? Uh, this next this one? will be my last one then. Oh, you're out. Yep. Okay. Because you packaged the mass oh, effect. Yeah, because right. I'm because yeah. I'm packaging them all. You know, it's like yeah. yeah. So, so for this one, it's like my last one. This will probably be my number one because if yeah. anybody asks. Or checks out, you know, it's like me on my PlayStation friends list. Mm-hmm. They'll see that this is the one game that I go back to again and again and again. Mm-hmm. The Rock Band series. Oh yeah. Oh, how did like, I know? Rock Band wow. is like it's it's just you know it's like ever since the original Guitar Hero, you know it's like I just I've really really enjoyed. You know, it's like these fake plastic instrument games, and then all of a sudden, Rock Band came out. Where it's like, wait a minute, it's just not me on a guitar. It's like yeah. somebody over there is singing, and somebody else is playing drums, and we're all just pretending that we're like a fake rock band. This is amazing. It is, yeah. It's an amazing, amazing so it was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's like even though the fad has died down, I mean, it's like you know, I still have a small circle of friends where it's like you know, they come over to the house and we break that stuff out, and mm. you know, it's like we're still playing. Yeah, it's sad you can't get them anymore. Yeah. The instruments. I mean, like, if you have it, you can obviously still yeah. play, it and they still put a new song. I mean, I. I went, you know, that extra mile of actually getting, like, you know, a really deluxe um, third-party, full-size guitar um, controller for myself, like, you know, really high-quality build, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, it's like, and I can only play on that thing now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, I I can't go back to, like, the default plastic guitars. This was made with real wood, and it's, like, actual guitar size. It's it's a crazy thing, but, yeah, I I don't know what it is. There's just something about sitting there, and, you know, it's like you're playing with another friend, and you're going through, like, you know, Rush, and, you know, it's like Neil Peart's drum is, like, you know, kicking the drummer's ass, and then all of a sudden he's just like, no, that's it, okay, I've had it, and then he's just like, one more time, 
and then he goes at it and then all of a sudden it's like you just start it's like he's not making any mistakes it's like he's actually going to get through it this time and then all of a sudden everybody was like is he going to get through it well then we've got to get through it and then all of a sudden everybody just ups their game and everybody is playing on expert and the next thing you know you've got like a gold star and you know it's like the crowd is cheering and everybody's just high-fiving each other because for once everybody got it together and for three minutes you were like you were, a real you were the kings head. of the universe yeah for that three minutes where you gold starred that fake song as a fake rock band and it's it's Pretty just cool. yeah it's just the most amazing feeling in the it world was, and, yeah. and, I still play once a month yeah I, I, I can't yeah. remember any other game where you know it's like we'd be sitting there and you know it's like and even if you weren't a gamer it would be like let's just play some rock band and people yeah. were like yeah I'm in I'm, I'm gonna yeah. do that any, so it's one of those that you could be as cynical as you want about it but as soon as you try it the first yeah as soon as you try it it's, it's like, mind-bogglingly yeah, yeah it's like so yeah. does it suck it's like no okay it doesn't suck yeah. it's actually kind of awesome doing this yeah. so yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, well, you know, any game that uh, socializes pl- sitting around in your, standing around in your underwear playing Freebird is a great yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, Rock Band, you know, made me happy. It mm. made other people happy, and it's mm. like, and it was able to do that in like three minutes, as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, you know, you, you know, it's like five hours in, this game gets amazing or something mm. like that. With Rock Band, people just got it. No, and it's a really short time frame because yeah. it's just per song. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that was the amazing other thing was that you know, um, harmonics with their music store mm. or like so many songs on there I mean it's like it's it's embarrassing how huge my 80s library of songs mm. is oh, on rock band like, every time we get free there. money from Xbox we yeah. spend it on the rock band yeah exactly store. Yeah. I mean you know it's like it's it, there, there is just something I very the, the animations in the Beatles rock band were extraordinary yeah and you oh, know yeah. It's like, yeah the Beatles rock band was like you know that, that was almost like you know just a religious experience uh, playing some of those songs and, uh, and then you know they opened it up with like you know the keyboards and stuff like that uh, you know, it's like actually taking the keyboard controller and playing Hey Jude yeah. and then you know putting that up to you know the pro level mm. which isn't even um playing around with you know it's like keys that are supposed to represent the notes mm. when you bump it up to pro level on rock band 3 you're actually playing the notes Mm. on the little keyboard controller. So if you're playing Hey Jude at pro level on Rock Band 3, mm. you can go up to a piano and just play Hey Jude. Mm. And, you know, so it's like it that's, teaches that's, you piano? Yeah, it's like it teaches you how to play the piano and the guitar. Mm. So, you know, yeah, it's... It I know a lot amazing. of parents from the uh, 80s and 90s would have loved to have that for their kids. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, if, so for me, it's like, you know, yeah, Rock Band is probably... The Rock Band series was like migrate for that generation there are other games that I really love but the Rock Band series that's the one that I consistently keep coming back to over and over again mm. and probably will continue to do so after this generation is over because they oh, yeah, you haven't will. made any new yeah, ones yeah I know I totally so, know I sold all my instruments yeah, so, I, I, yeah. 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 so I've got to keep my PS3 around just so that I can keep playing Rock Band yeah. on it. Yeah. So, for sure yeah. Well, that's, that's all our Xboxes. It's just Rock Band. Yeah. That's all we use it for. It's full of Rock Band. Yeah. So what's your, what's your next Well, actually, one? because of that, that makes me... A couple of my honorable mentions would be uh, Dance Central, uh-huh. which finally take, like, takes Harmonics. DDR and yeah. just takes the pad away and yeah, you just that's, go that for nice, it. Yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, that it wasn't all just about like... Arms, everything. Yeah, you so, need yeah. to dance. It's great. I can't... Like, it's not... Obviously, it's not a favorite, but it's just so much fun. Mm. Although I can't see Phil doing it. No. No, Never. no Dan no. Central. No, but, but if I, I gave but you a I, plastic guitar, yeah, but I would yeah, rock out. True. But I appreciate mm-hmm. that you that you love it as much. And the other honorable mention for, that reminded me of is SingStar. And even though it started on the oh, PS2, yeah. mm-hmm. they've only upped their game with the PS3 versions. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's going to be kind of scary to see what kind of social functions the PS4 version of SingStar is going to have. That is going to be it already crazy has, with it the already camera has, like, you stuff. Can, yeah. Well, no, you can already take pictures. You yeah. can already take video. You can already uh, record your sound and put it on the community for everybody else to listen to. So yeah, SingStar on the PS4. 
more intense from the social media. That, they'll they'll find a way. Maybe they they'll will find, find a way. way. But that is just every month we are sing starring. When we're at home bored on a Saturday night, it just ends up. But we are sing starring. That's it. Okay, solid. Your neighbors must love you. Mm-hmm. Actually, we um, ours is a triplex, so that means the entire floor is ours. Nice. Good. So yeah, so neighbors that's don't lucky. care. You yeah, that's your totally locked it. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. But so uh, that was oh, honorable. Sorry, are you done? Those are honorable mentions. Oh, honorable mentions. Okay. So actually, on my list, it was Portal Two. Mm. Portal 2 yeah. Portal yeah, 2 Okay yeah. Oh GLaDOS The uh, the writing is just hilarious and fantastical yeah, Nothing will make me laugh as much as the GLaDOS potato The potato The potato The potato was sheer genius That the, was the just potato That was, was absolutely genius. brilliant oh, And man, the, uh, the co-op two player in this game is actually oh, yeah. fantastic It was cute mm. Yeah it was really cute It was really cute And then you can just sit there And you can just scream at your friend And they don't get it And you're just like Screw it And you shoot the portal under them So they die And mm. you can mm-hmm. start all over again It ruined friendships or it also built some friendships, mm-hmm. you know, cooperative gameplay. You can build a friendship together, teamwork. Yeah. It's just the writing is no, it's not matched. Yeah, yeah. it was a spectacular game. Definitely. Well, no, I think I think uh, Glados's personality was more interesting in the second one. She's more menacing. That's why I said Portal Two, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. And, it's way uh, more interesting. It's and with the the co-op and stuff, it's just great. Absolutely. And of course, it's puzzle solving, and who doesn't love puzzle solving? Everyone loves puzzles. Yeah, and everyone loves companion cubes. So oh, companion Perfect. cubes! Yeah, All we've got one sitting now. on our couch. Mm-hmm. See, there so, you go. Yeah. See, we've got we've got a it's big rocking out with cube. you when you play rock band. Yeah, the companion cubes is your fangirl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. The it's groupie. your roadie. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it puts up the amps. Definitely, definitely. All right, so that's all right. So that's there that's you go. Dabble up running. And then my next one is um, Unch- what is Uncharted two. Um, which was also the game that made me finally buy a PS3. Um, it's just, I mean, if it was just uh, amazing. Um, so what, what's your story with this one? Did you see somebody else playing it? You saw it in the store? Yeah, my friend who the, had been okay. making fun of me for playing a Wii said, okay. come over, I need to show you something. Oh, and okay. And did, and I bought one on the way home. All so right. you played Uncharted 2 first? Yes. And then did you go Actually, back and play no, I never played the first one. You know, I started yeah. it, but I was just kind of like, eh. Um, it just didn't have. I mean, it was the, it was the scale that was so impressive. It was yeah. still fun to play Uncharted One, but it was hard to go back. Much like when I tried to play yeah, yeah. the Vita One. Again, it was fun because they recaptured it, but it just Uncharted Two really nailed it. I like Three quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that was just um, yeah, just an incredible ac- action game. And also, it was one of the first times when I really saw how beautiful uh, how beautiful it could be, and and also. It, it felt like an evolution. It felt like something that could like, never have been done. In welcome to the next generation. Yeah. Exactly, okay. yeah. And um, it's obviously become incredibly uh, influential, justifiably so. To yep. writer, Everybody copies every it. Every awesome so, game, yeah. 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 So. And, uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it. And, um, yeah, I just loved every goddamn second of that thing. It was just one of the most purely fun games that I played and uh, most memorable too so yeah what, so a favorite sequence the train level sequence, the buildings uh, collapsing geez, which one was I mean, it like just... all of them really I loved I love this uh, the sequence where you're jumping from van to van in a car chase while yeah. beating up guys I mean I it, it has one of the best introductory tutorials in a game ever yeah, no, like that, dangling off a train yeah, the <laughs> it's just like oh my god that's what yeah. sold me the PS3 mm-hmm. was just that sequence um. Yeah, I loved. Uh, I, I yeah, I loved the finale at the with the ruins in the mountains. Um, everything, the whole damn thing. It was just great. Yep. Yeah, no, there's no, a reason it is one of the yeah. games of the generation. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's really hard to argue with. And yeah. So anyway, there was that. And uh, yeah, Alex, what do you do? You have two left or just one? Uh, I don't actually have any left because uh, oh, he, you're out. Well, uh, 
I had I had four that I could uh, really remember. That Do you I, have any honorable mentions you want to sneak in now? I think GTA Five is worth yeah, a mention. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh, GTA Five. I hadn't played a GTA game since GTA Three, and mm. this one really not even Vice City. I played Vice City. Vice no, I played San Andreas. I love Vice, Vice, Vice City. Is so good. No, I played Vice City. Uh, I played Vice City briefly. I played San Andreas. I liked yeah. it, uh, but I liked GTA Five just a a lot. Yeah. I just really enjoyed being able to go around and do all these different crimes and uh, drive around. Uh, the mission variety was great, and just having these char- these three different characters with sort of very different uh, styles. Mm-hmm about them, including Trevor, who hadn't really been done in anything else, where I got to play this crazy Canadian guy yeah. going around, flying planes, crashing into people, attacking military bases, yeah. stealing military stuff. Well, I just, what I loved about Grand Theft Auto V was the first time I played a Grand Theft Auto game where I was actually really anxious to play the next mission, as mm-hmm. opposed to just stick around. Yeah. Um, like, there had been really fun missions before, and I'd, but I, I don't even think I'd, I don't think I'd finished a game since Vice City, just because okay. at a certain point I got bored I and something else yeah. came along. Whereas it was the first time where that stuff was so compelling and so entertaining and, the st- and so well done that, that I actually was, like, stopping myself from... Maybe before the end of the year I will up. find out if a PS4 version comes out. Yeah, you may just want to get the PS3 one. No. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But, uh... Um, I had it sitting around the house, actually, but then I returned well, it because I was just... It. No, I've, I've returned it already. So. I have to play it, too. Now, the, the multiplayer, not so much. Yeah. Multiplayer was not I'm good. Not, it's never been a multiplayer game. That's just sort of there for the no, sake the of it. No, the GTA multiplayer has always struck me as sort of this afterthought. Yeah. It's just there. Nobody cares about it. Yeah, it's just because it. online supposed to be a thing. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to add as uh, honorable mention? Well, okay. If we're going into honorable mentions, yeah. then I would definitely have to mention Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah. You know, Sons of the Patriots, because I I am a Kojima fan mm. and. Kojima really delivered the goods with MGS4 for the fans. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I have to stress this. That game is for fans. If you haven't been following the Metal Gear lore or canon, then you get in there and it's this huge, gigantic Japanese mess of incomprehensibility. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, if you are a fan and you go in there and he's making all of these references, like, that's a Metal Gear Solid reference. That's a Metal Gear 2 reference. It's like, oh, I remember when that happened in Metal Gear 3. It's like, Kojima assumes that we were all following it obsessively and that we would shed tears when he told us to because he's the puppet master of Japanese narration. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know for, for me, like, you know, my, my feelings are just encapsulated by um, that one sequence in the game that, you know, everybody this generation talks about where mm. Snake is trying to get to this computer that he's trying to shut down because, you know, otherwise the nukes are going to go off and it's going to be the end of the world. And um, this tunnel that's leading to the computer is basically just filled with microwave emitters mm-hmm. and they all go off. So basically he is crawling through a microwave oven. And while he is doing this, um, windows start opening up on other parts of the screen showing all of this stuff that is happening simultaneously. You know, it's like all of your friends are either like, you know, being cornered by terrorists or they're being attacked by like, you know, giant robots. And meanwhile, there's Snake. First, he's like, you know, trudging along and then the microwaves get even stronger and then he's like hobbling along and then the microwaves get even stronger and then he's crawling along and then the microwaves get even stronger and then he's just basically just inching along Mm. and this whole time you're like just mashing on the circle button as, you know, he gets progressively weaker and weaker and because they're showing all of your friends doing all of this stuff and they're also like, you know, flashbacking to images of the past Metal Gear games... Mm. 
if you are heavily invested in like 15 years of Metal Gear the way I was, mm. then you were sitting there going, I don't care if my finger falls off at this point. Whatever it takes, me and Snake are going to get through this. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to let you go, Snake. Don't you quit on me. So it was one of those moments. And, you know, when it happened and you got your resolution, it was, it was really, really satisfying for fans. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that that's a game that everybody should play. Yeah. But... To me, it was really, really satisfying to see that Kojima cared a lot about the people that cared about his story. Wow. And, you know, he went out of his way to make sure that they were satisfied, even if no one else. And I was one of those people. So I appreciated the effort that he went through to satisfy his hardcore fan base. You know, it's like it was a good game for me. Cool. Very cool. Mel? I feel like I have actually have been ranking these subconsciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sounds like it. Uh, my second pick is Resident Evil 6. Oh, hey, yeah, you love that game. I do love that yeah. game. No one else Resident loves Evil it. Yeah. Wow, okay. Oh, God, I hate Resident Evil 5. That game was play, awful. Um, God, what was the one that came out of the 3DS and then the Wii U? Oh. What was that called? God. I think I know what you're talking about, but no. It's pathetic I can't think of the title, because that was my favorite Resident Evil game of the last <laughs> generation was what I was going to say. And then, but I don't know what it's called, so um, clearly I loved it. I love anthology-type movies that all come together. And that's what Resident Evil 6 is. It is a bunch of different stories that all tie together I still haven't played it. (laughs) It's just to this day, I still haven't played it. It's not. It's just... It's basically just a shooter. It'll probably be a shooter. It was more more action-focused. It's not. They have lost their horror roots, but it is a zombie shooter, and you can move and shoot now. I assume that it'll probably pop up on PlayStation Plus for free at some point. I'm surprised it hasn't. And I will probably give it a try then. Because it's about two years old now. Mm, Really? Okay. Yeah. And it's just, I have sunk about 50 hours into that thing. Okay. Just going through again and again. You get to play as almost everybody you might want to play as, other than Wesker, mm. who's long dead. But you have a son, so you can play as a son if you want. Son of Wesker? Well, son of oh Wesker. Oh my god, Wesker's son is in there? Jeez, okay. Dun-dun-dun. Is he still telling people, don't open that door? No. Okay. There's no such things. All right. And it's just you get so much... I see. I feel like you get so much variety, even though every level is just another shooter. It just Because of the different characters and the different story you get to play through, it's just... I really wish great. they'd bring Barry back from Resident Evil 1. No, Barry. Barry is long gone. There's Barry no Jill Sandwich. A, Barry is alone. amazing. He is like the worst voice actor in the history of voice acting, and that's why the I love Barry so much. There's no yeah. Jill Sandwich. Yeah, that was a great line. The Jill Sandwich Jill's line. not even in this yeah. game whatsoever. That and Master of Unlocking, that's another great line. Yeah, Master of Unlocking. <laughs> and... Um, it's a weapon. It's really powerful, especially against living things. That's another classic Barry line. What a mansion. Yeah. <coughs> and I will that say was that actually Wesker yeah. who said what a mansion. So. I will say that Chris doesn't punch any boulders in this game, though. Oh, I love the boulder punching in Resident Evil 5. That yeah. was like what put it over the top and made it just completely ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> but this one doesn't feel as ridiculous for some okay. reason. This one actually feels like not ridiculous. Oh, all right. Somehow, even though they're taking down giant monsters that won't die. Classic Resident Evil. It is yeah. classic Resident Evil. Right on. Yeah. Cool. And well, we're going to check in with Brendan. Phil? Yeah, well, three. Yeah. All right. There we and, go. Um, okay, so last last go around, um, as uh, it was Resident Evil Revelations. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, yeah I, didn't I really that. recommend that because I felt that had all of the crazy shoot 'em up stuff from the new stuff, but also brought back a lot of the. Yeah. Um, Atmospherics and uh, look great on 3DS, but uh, they updated it for the Wii U. Yeah, it looks oh, wait, I think I have that. That uh, was free on PlayStation Plus at some point. No, I think was it? Is it on PlayStation Plus? I, th- I think I might actually well have it on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, surprise I, me. I highly yeah. recommend that. That one yeah. was one. It. it uh, I don't. I don't know if it is because we went through that Resident Evil sale and we got everything we didn't have. But okay. I don't remember getting that. Like we actually I'll, got Raccoon City. I'll, That's how I'll much we went through. That game is awful. Like I think I do have Resident Evil. Check, but I highly recommend that one because that one sort of. 
had all of the stuff I liked about the new ones and all the stuff about the old ones. I thought it was so great. it takes so place on a ship? Of, yeah, it's on okay. a boat. Okay, I think I've got it. You do it? Was it is it actually on the PlayStation Network? I did not see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Man, was, I downloaded Raccoon City when I could have downloaded that instead. It was, yeah. it was free at some point I because I do have it. Yeah, check so. that out. That's a great one. Check that but out. anywho, last round. Um, I um, Okay, so I got my number one, but I just remembered there was one that I really loved that I did want to mention. Even though it wasn't a great game, it was a game that it was a bit of a dream come true for me. Honorable mention. I desperately enjoyed and that was Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, Ghostbusters, um, yeah. 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 No, 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 I can, I can, no, I, I can no, give you that. It no. wasn't, it wasn't perfect. Ghostbusters did not suck. It didn't suck. It didn't it suck. It did feel much like Batman. Yeah. It felt like you were a Ghostbuster. Yeah. I'll yeah, never, you were the new guy, yeah, so... you were the new guy. They actually got the cab. Bill Murray was mm-hmm. in it. Dan yep. Aykroyd, the Harold Norman, they all were designed to look like they were in the 80s. Yeah. At least you, this, was a, this was like a full disc game, right? This it wasn't was. That no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. I've, I've got yeah. this game at home. You're right. making me yeah. want to dig it out of There is a horrible PSN game for Ghostbusters. I know, I know. You're totally making me want to dig that disc out and just play through it again. the first couple levels were just pure references. You started in the library and to fight the librarian, then you ended up in the street trying to shoot the stave off Marshmallow Man. Yeah. No, I, that, I built it up so much in my head that I wanted to be, like, I didn't, I thought it would be funnier just by virtue of the fact that Bill Murray and all those guys were doing it and they had allegedly helped work on the script. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but it was extraordinarily nostalgic and yeah. great and, and so much better than Henry Ray. I mean, you, I you, were you were a Ghostbuster. I mean, like, that's, that was the promise and yeah. they delivered on that promise. You got to it be was. a Ghostbuster running around with the guys. Yeah. Who didn't want to be a Ghostbuster yeah. as a kid? Yeah, everyone yeah. did and you could finally do it and I thought they really killed that one. So I want to yeah. just throw that one in there even okay. though not a masterpiece, but no. good lord. But good still, yeah. I mean, there like, there, there's a lot of wish fulfillment going on with that oh, yeah. one. So. Mm-hmm. so much better than it yeah. had any right to be. Yeah. Um, and then as a little, like, indie one, I wanted to throw in Limbo as well. Did you guys ever play Limbo? I did play Limbo. Oh, man, yeah, that game was I so creepy. I yeah. Limbo. Okay. It really freaked me out and upset me. Yeah. Well, but it was a side-scroller, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't have. But, God, that was good. Anyway, but my real number one is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Which I just okay. absolutely adored. Um, Dead Man's Gun. I'm a big, big uh, rock star guy. Uh, they do anything, I'll play it. Even their Max Payne game Lost Generation was amazing too. Okay. Uh, underrated in many ways. But anywho. Um, I thought it was okay, but I didn't love it. It was so. great. You're okay. crazy. But <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's just, <laughs> but any, but any, I don't like Max Payne himself as a character either. That so might not That's going to slow yeah. you down yeah. a great deal then, yeah. yeah. It wasn't particularly uh, sympathetic. But, no, he was not. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, Red Dead Redemption, um, it really, like, I really like Red Dead Redol- Revolver. See, but I like John Mars, didn't I? I totally sympathize with that dude. Damn right. So, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, I really like Red Dead uh, Revolver on the PS2. That was fun and had all the Marconi music and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. That was great. But this one actually was the first time where, it, again, uh, all the games I've chosen are apparently wish fulfillment fantasies not yeah. pulling it together they were all games I wished I could play and they actually did it mm-hmm. and this was yeah it felt like you're in a western it was a you're in a western yeah. fully realized western yeah. world you're a cowboy yeah it was yeah. a cowboy you could do anything you wanted yeah. the story was compelling they hired um, yeah. who they hired what, what's that guy's name the guy who directed The Road and everybody, oh, yeah. uh, John Hilcom yeah. I hired him to direct the uh, cinematics and it felt that way they felt it felt like you were watching a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and you actually got to like track down a wild horse and lasso it, Damn and right. tame it, yeah. and ride it as your own, which Damn was an right. amazing feeling. It was. It was a truly amazing feeling. But those yeah. goddamn cougars I that know. would just come out of nowhere. Cougars. It's like, well, where the hell were you? It's like I you're know. just killing me now. It's like they're just jumping the on you. Yeah. And then I had tried to fight one with a knife once. That yeah. was hilarious. Those yeah. cougars just came out of nowhere, man. They were so scary. I know. Just <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, it was just such an amazingly drawn out world but at the same time it felt very focused there was mm-hmm. a specific story if you followed it it really paid off I loved the ending that yeah. was no, the one ending of my was favorite amazing. moments out of any yeah. video game was thinking I died in the match finding yeah. out it was part of the plot coming back and then having that sweet freeze frame yeah. god that was good 
Um, but yeah, no, I just thought it was, it, yeah, perfect game. And then on top of everything else, they may have released Undead Redemption, which was yeah. the greatest DLC I've ever played. Mm-hmm. A full and an entire full game, finally putting zombies in the old west mm-hmm. at long last, allowing you to shoot eight of them in slow motion at once. Good lord, what more could you want? And that's not even the game. That's just a little. That's just a little thank you for enjoying how awesome this game was before now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was far and away my number one. Um, okay. And I desperately hope that uh, they have one planned for next gen. And I find They probably will. They yeah. Won't. Yeah. Yeah. It made too I've much heard, money. I've heard uh, rumors about it. I think it's pretty well guaranteed. I feel like this yeah. E3 they're going to say, by the way... They probably are, yeah. Red Dead. It's it's been enough time that you know it's like yeah they know that yeah there's an audience there. They're not going to have any their Grand Theft Auto already. The audience is hungry, so yeah. So that only it only makes sense that they come up with that. So anyway, yep, that's my number one. Anyone else have anything left? I do. Oh yeah, Mel, what do you got? My number one. Yep. Heavenly Sword. What's that? The wow. (laughs) Mel doesn't even know. Oh it was a launch title for the PS3. Okay, see, I was out of the PS3. You were. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Well, at the time, because it was the first PS3 game we ever had, mm-hmm. it was ridiculously beautiful. Of course, the graphics have come a long way since then, but at the time, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And the writing, although the story was kind of ridiculous. And not it was that written interesting. by Rihanna Pratchett. Yeah, it it this, like I wasn't really into the story. It was the characters. It was weird. The characters and their personalities were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And not only were they beautiful to look at, it was a great watch in the cutscenes. Their their personalities were so developed. That's uh, Wayne is showing. That's still. like actual in-game graphics. Oh, yeah. That's how it looked. I, yeah. I remember that. Now. The female yeah. Kratos. Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. a female Kratos. And the invention of the twing twang, where you could yeah. go from shooting your arrow and then directing it manually into people. It was that's pretty cool. Because that's how arrows work. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a magical some weird world. Yeah. Realm <laughs> yeah. Where there are snake people. And that's true. Yeah. Snake yeah. people yeah. and. Yeah. Giant crow gods and whatever else. Exactly. It sounds like I missed it's out. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm afraid to try and go back and play it now as I might not love it as right, much. Right, but right. for the last seven years, seven for the last years. seven years, it has been absolutely one of my favorites. Well, just seeing what it looked at, that would have been mind-boggling. If it, it been at the time, title. it was yeah. absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you couldn't believe. Your eyes melted. You're like, oh my god, it's so pretty. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. This is a console. I'm playing a game. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, but that it was is, pretty mind-blowing at the time. It was actually yeah. my very, very favorite game of the last generation. Cool. And then my honorable mentions would have been Lollipop Chainsaw and Borderlands. Lollipop <laughs> okay. Chainsaw. I love Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, Lollipop Chainsaw was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun. and Borderlands series was fantastic. Yeah. Especially the second one. Cool. Hilarious. It was right under there with funny writing, just under Portal 2. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't quite overtake Portal 2 with the writing, but almost. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. I would, and did you play Finish South Park yet? No. No, I, I find it hard to believe there's any game funnier than that. Yeah, that but you had there funny. will not be a game funnier than I, South Park I, in 2014. I, yeah, Do you think though a non-South Park fan would still find it funny? Um, they would. I, I think yeah. I think there's some stuff undeniably funny, but obviously it would not work nearly as well yeah. because it is jam-packed solid yeah. with references. It's pretty well a reference machine. Yeah, it is. It but is yeah, that that's hilarious. Machine. I hope I, I hope that some comedy writers get together and try to do something like that again because yeah. Jesus Christ that was so funny <laughs> I will play more this weekend you should I will you should. for sure alright so that was the generation that was guys yeah, yeah. it was yeah. pretty good 
Tune in another seven years to hear about yeah. this generation. Okay. Can, I, can I get in two quick honorable mentions? Of course, of course. You can. Okay, fine. So, the yeah, Borderlands, I also have to give it to them because mm-hmm. funny, but they had an amazing loot system, and you they could didn't. just play that game over and over again. Mm-hmm. My and wife you, actually ended up playing that game more than Diablo, and mm-hmm. she was like a huge Diablo fan, but then she was like, nope, they screwed it up with Diablo 3, Borderlands mm-hmm. is better. So, yeah. she actually prefers that series now to Diablo, right, which right, says right. something. <laughs> and um, the other one is um, Siren Blood Curse, which is right. one of the great underrated horror games of the generation because it was like digital download only on the PS3 so not a lot of people got a chance to play it but one of the interesting things about it is that it is actually made by the original designer of the very first Silent Hill game Silent oh, yeah? Hill 1 yeah so he made this game and it is just creepy as hell that's good to know it's just so messed up yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I like, you know, the, yeah. the plot is basically you play um, various members of an American documentary film crew mm. that are, you know, it's like doing a documentary on a Japanese village which mysteriously disappeared in the 70s mm. and nobody knows why. Mm. So you get down to the site of where the village was supposedly originally you know, at and then all kinds of crazy, creepy stuff starts happening and it gets just very wacky. J-horror influence. It's, it, it, yeah. it is a yeah. J-horror game and yeah, I mean, it's like... I, it, does, it doesn't sound like it would be a big deal, but there is just something about, like, you know, when you're hiding in a closet and somebody with long hair covering her face is kind of just stumbling around, calling out for you. Or giggling. Yeah. yeah. And just looking for you and just, like, peeking at things, and you're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, please do not open this closet. Do not open this closet. Oh, I can see yeah, it. Because so. one of the most disappointing games I played last generation was the Grudge game that they released. They, that was a game? Yeah, yeah, the Grudge, and it was actually the director of the Grudge who designed it. And oh, it was a brilliant concept. Do? It was just, it was a lot like Outlast, actually, in that mm-hmm. it's basically was just a virtual haunted house. There were four different haunted houses with the same ghosts. You would just wander through. All you had was a flashlight, and even that was useless. And uh, and then all the classic grudge uh, ghosts would bump out to you. Um, uh, the problem was just it was painfully slow. Like there was oh. not only was there no sprint option, there was basically no walk option. You were tiptoeing, <laughs> and that was the pace of the grudge movies. But in a game, it was just too much. Um, and then it was also really sure that you could play all of them in like forty to fifty minutes, and it was even over. though you were just tiptoeing. Yeah, that's why there was even no was run over, option. Yeah. The it would one have been thing, I, minutes. the one thing I did love though was, and I hope that someone revives this at some point, is that. If it was only ever one player, but if you had someone else there, they could turn on the second remote, and each button was a different scare. Oh, okay. That you could do yeah. to try and torture the person playing it, yes. and that was remarkably. Effective. I think you're going to see a lot more of that this generation. Yeah, now, with I have people a with, like no tablet controllers and the Wii U and totally. all that yep. asynchronous gameplay they like calling it these days. Totally, yeah. So. But that was one where, like, when I was hearing about it, it sounded like the greatest thing ever. And when I played it, it was a big oh, stinking pile of poo poo. So I probably should have gotten Siren. Yeah, you should have. Well, you've got a PS3. Sure, I still you can. can. You can still yep. get it now. It's it's still, it's, 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 it's on the PlayStation the Store. Is still alive. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Yeah. All right. Yep, not too late. That's Thanks. It. Thank you for yeah. tuning in to our favorite games of this generation. And of course, Brendan's final pick is Diablo Three. Diablo Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of so. course. And tune in at the end of this year when he picks Diablo Diablo Three. Yeah, on the PS4 for his mm-hmm. game of the year. Yeah. yeah. You will get modders to make an updated graphical version of it so he can say it every year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Soon it will just be Diablo Four Point Eight or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Of course, you can check us out at CG Mag Online, where Alex has his review of Dark Souls 2, one of his top picks. I do. Uh, Phil also has a Yoshi review up. Even though it's not one of his top picks, it's still Yoshi. I do indeed. And my uh, Muppets review should be online today. Soon. Well, it should be today. Hopefully today. today is Friday. Yeah. Depends on what time you get your review in last night. Yeah. Um, um, in the past, my reviews already <laughs> submitted. Really? Yeah. We'll have to take a time to <laughs> back and find out. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, look for that because that's definitely going up. Yes, yeah, so if yeah. you want to hear more about the Muppets, Phil's yeah. review will be up. And Wayne, you don't... Uh, Metal, Metal Gear. Gear! Metal Gear. Metal Gear. As you mentioned Metal Gear earlier, so now you can just tie that in with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, tw- your $20 demo. $30 demo. The, no, it's not a demo. It's a prologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, a demo would be like I believe know, a the chunk title of, of the your editorial you... was paying for Metal Gear Solid demos is nothing new. Yeah, that's that's because the past ones actually were demos. All right. Uh, as in it was a chunk of the game and then when you got the main game you were playing through that same okay. Yeah. This is completely different. It's not going to be in the main you game. You can also so. check out that editorial on yeah. cgmagonline.com. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at CGM+. Plus. Facebook.com slash Comics Game Magazine, Google Plus, Google.com slash Little Plus Sign, CG Mag Online. And of course, we have a launch party happening next month. That's April 5th at Round. It's in Kensington Market. It starts at 7 p.m. Around 10 o'clock, we're going to have the Blast Processors. Sega inspired cover band. Sega reference. They are great. It's free. Make sure you come. It's 19 plus only. That's at the Round, April 5th. 7 to about 12.30 live music game playing we're going to have swag there to give out maybe Phil will be there and you can harass him yep I'm going to be there there you go come harass Phil that's that's my poll right now that's going to be the thing come harass Phil come appreciate harass that Phil. Yeah. stay for food we'll get him a dunk tank and everything no <laughs> the look on his face says no though. don't appreciate that one bit no. no not amused food we'll give you free food that Phil. sounds great alright free food have a conversation. In the dunk tank. How about this? Have a conversation with Phil. Don't harass Phil. Yeah, go ahead. Come chat. No, you can harass me. I don't care. There you go. So he doesn't even care. Yeah. <laughs> and also, he has Twitter. What's your Twitter, I Phil? I do. I'm at that Phil Brown. You already have, like, tons of followers, too, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You're a likable guy, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Alex? I have a Twitter account, Alexander B. Leach. And that's L-E-A-C-H. L-E-A-C-H, yes. Wayne? You can find me on Google+. Plus. Yeah, so there you go. Stalk Wayne on Google+. Find my real name, because... I'm on Google Plus there. Wayne Santos. Under my real name. So, yeah. Wayne Santos. Yeah, there and may I'm be a Twitter account, but since I don't actually check it, yeah, don't, don't bother interacting. If you actually so. want to have a conversation with Wayne, find him on Google Plus. Yeah. I'm on Kicks in Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N, Chaos, on Twitter. And, of course, you can also check out our sister podcast, These Warriors Are Terrible or Terrible Warriors, the tabletop RPG awesomeness, hilarity, all of it wrapped into one podcast. You can find it on our website or just Google These Warriors Are Terrible. Yeah. Is that everything? Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Phil, Phil, is, Phil is chewing on his string. That means it's time to go. I just want to go back and play more Infamous. So, yeah. Yeah. Infamous. That's my plan. That's Dark Souls 2 for me. Infamous Dark Souls 2 for yeah. you. Phil, where are yeah. you playing? What am I playing right now? Outlast. Outlast. But I can only play it at night, and I can only play it for short periods of time to get too scared. I can relate. Yeah. And I'm going to go and play South Park. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week when we cut what you've been playing back and probably a lot of it considering it's been two weeks. Yep. Yep. Awesome.